Let's open two scriptures tonight. Luke chapter 1 and the 28th verse and 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 10 to 11. And the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Amen. And one more scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and the 10th and the 11th verse. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Amen. Hallelujah. I like the Amplified AMPC Bible. It says, But by the grace, the unmerited favor and the blessing of God, I am what I am. And His grace toward me was not found to be for nothing, fruitless and without effect. In fact, I worked harder than all of them, the apostles. Though it was not really I, but the grace, the unmerited favor and the blessing of God, which was with me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Tonight, the thought that God has given me is, Christmas favor, not in vain. Christmas favor, it's not in vain. The favor God gave us at the birth of Jesus is not in vain. Tonight, any life watching me, you will feel lonely in your homes, in your country. But let me tell you, there is a favor that is going to sit beside you and going to make you feel like you are somebody and going to make you feel like that you are not alone. That you are going to make you feel that there is a Father in heaven. That you're going to make you feel and to make you know that your life is not in vain. Because the reason why Jesus was born was to make sure that your life will not be end in any vanity. That your life will not be in vain. The favor of God is not in vain. Hallelujah. Praise God. You might be going through the lockdowns and the emotions of the lockdowns. The Lord told me some of us are going through the emotions of lockdown. We are feeling dry, contempt. Praise God. We are feeling lonely. Some of you are away from your families. But I have a good news for you. The Lord is not far away. The Lord is not far away. Oh, lift your hands and say, the Lord is not far away. He's right beside you. He's right around you. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It's not in vain. Why it is not in vain? Four reasons tonight or three or four reasons. Number one, because the Bible says Jesus came so that your past sins shall be forgiven. The Bible says Jesus was born, He came. And why is that your life is not in vain? The first thing is because Jesus came, because through Jesus this favor is revealed, this Christmas favor. For you, for you to understand. The first thing is, your past and all its sins are forgiven. Your life will not be attached to anything that you hate of the past. The many of you might you hate the abuses, physical abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse of the past. There might be a relationship of the past that you don't willing to remember. There might be a financial debt that you carry that almost made you broke that you don't want to remember. There might be a marriage relationship that almost brought you to your knees that you refuse, you do hate to remember. But tonight, there might be sins in your life that has destroyed your life. There might be addictions that made you empty. But tonight, this is the great good news that you don't need to step into that past again. You don't need to think or remember that past again. There is forgiveness of Jesus upon your life. It is not the favor of God is not in vain, Paul is saying. Paul, a persecutor of the brethren of the Christians. Paul said, I was the most sinners, sinners of the sinner, sinner of the sinners. But this mercy, this forgiveness, 
this grace has called me my god there was something that god saw in paul to call him when we see him a madman when we see him a weak person we see him as a useless we see him somebody who's worthy of death somebody who's worthy of capital punishment killing christians god said paul i've called you look at the mercy of god i've seen something that nobody has seen hallelujah my pastor spiritual father is saying there were five brothers he was the weakest but god saw something in him that he did not seen anyone that's why god called him. he said i would have been the last person who got called i am not the perfect one i am not the most educated the most good looking i'm the weakest of the lord i was a drug addict but god chose me hallelujah there were many people like my father in my family maybe better than him people who are smiling people who are less serious <laughs> people who could speak well who was not shy but there was something in my dad that god saw that called him hallelujah praise god look at the mercy of god hallelujah glory to god maybe there were so many people in the city of bangalore who should have been preaching to you tonight i don't know why i'm standing in this city but there might be something in me god has seen to be a part of this city to minister you the word of god hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord glory to god god's grace was not in vain he looked at us in his mercy and have chosen us and have called us irrespective of your past god has a plan for you look at the place where jesus was born it was in the manger and not in a palace How many of you know that if you don't know that tell the person or whoever sitting next to you Jesus was born in a manger and not in a palace Why because the people who needed Jesus the most could not go to a palace As a matter of fact we were not the royal material we were so messy Hallelujah we were so broken We have no access into the palace. We have no contacts. God brought the highest of highest and brought him to the lowest of the lowest to reach our lives. Come on somebody tonight. That is the message of Christmas. The highest of the highest became the lowest of the lowest so that he could meet you and me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. He was born in a manger, a dirty environment. So tonight however our dirty our lives are however messy it is <laughs> unlike you think that christmas is about the carol singing let me tell you christmas is about manger christmas is about messiness christmas is about everything that can go wrong went wrong christmas is about imperfections christmas is about a perfect god hallelujah sending his perfect son and entering into an imperfect environment to make us into perfect like him glory to god glory to god in the highest show that's why peace to those who dwell on earth Hallelujah. Our God expertizes to find treasures in messy places. Ah, uh, hallelujah. Jesus was found in the stable. Moses was found in the basket. Joseph was found in the prison. Hallelujah. Our God expertizes finding treasures making treasures in messy places john the baptist was found in the wilderness elijah was found in the cave and we are found in the lockdown hallelujah glory to god hora bhakara sandara barotere baria victory by the blood of jesus christ god specializes in finding us in messy places how many of you messy people watching me tonight you will be found you are the treasure that jesus come for for you to understand oh i've gone for all my delivery of all my three children i mean it's a messy place hallelujah some of you won't survive 
Some of you won't get into the operation theater. I mean, some of you would never get into that labor room. I mean, before you get in, you will die. I mean, you will lose your consciousness. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a messy place. It's a place the women are going through pain. They are crying. You try to pacify them. I mean, they'll rebuke you right on there. On the labor room. It's a messy place. But inside that mess comes a beautiful child. The treasure is found in the mess. Hallelujah. The treasure is found in the mess. Hallelujah. You are a treasure. You might be in a messy environment. God's story. God's story. Hallelujah. Is finding you in a mess. Hallelujah. Amen. The truth of the matter is that we are all broken people. God has sent me to the broken hearted. I, I don't know. Hallelujah. I've seen my life always with broken people. Your ministry is where your compassion flows. You bring me broken people. I hate them, but I love them. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be there, but the compassion starts flowing. I don't hate them. I hate the situation. <laughs> Praise God. Once a father went to babysit while his uh, wife went for a Christmas shopping. He had some office work, so he saw a map. And he cut it into squares and asked the little girl to put it together. And he understood that at least it will take 45 minutes you know, for her to put everything back in place. But after one minute, she brought back the entire square back. Hallelujah. And put that entire world together. Hallelujah. And he said, it's impossible. It's impossible, daughter. How did you do that? It's impossible. You cannot do this. So she said, Daddy, I found on the other side of the map, there was a man and a woman standing together. And I knew if I could put the man and the woman together, I can put the whole world together. Hallelujah. That is the message of the Christmas. If a man and a woman, a broken man and a woman can be put together, the whole world can be put together. I don't care what kind of a mess you are in. Hallelujah. If both of you as a family can come together, if a man and a woman can come together, God can put your world together. That's what Jesus did when he saw Adam and Eve, two people whose life was messed up. He said, if I can put them back together, I can put the world back together. The purpose of God can be brought back together. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Today, it has to start with you and me on this Christmas day. Hallelujah. Maybe on the Christmas day Eve, let's make a decision to put our lives together. It has to start. Hallelujah. That's why it is so important to know that Jesus Christ has come. And he has come to take away our past, to heal our brokenhearted, to oh, heal our messy life, to put our lives back together so that we don't need to live in the past. God said, I'm making your future. Hallelujah. He was wrapped up in the manger. In the swaddling clothes, here is a beautiful boy. A boy who came to lift you up. Before you end 2020, know that God is here to lift you up. Even as you're watching, your heart has been lifted up. Your pump, your heart that was about to have a heart attack is being pumped with the new, hallelujah, praise God, breath, new blood through the blood of the Lamb. Our greatest need was not information. If that was the case, you could have sent an educator. Our greatest need was not entertainment or pleasure. In that case, he could have sent an entertainer. Our great need was not money. If that was the case, he would have sent us a banker. Our greatest need was the forgiveness of our sins and the redemption of our lives and the reconciliation to the God the Father. That's why he sent his only son. That's why he sent Savior. His name is Jesus, the son of the living God who came to save you and to forgive you. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Bible says, Jesus Christ is, is the visible. Hallelujah. Is God the invisible. He's the visible expression of our almighty God. Look at his face and you will see the face of God. He said, if you see me, you have seen God. 
in a filthy manger in Bethlehem. Bethlehem means the house of bread. In the filthy manger in Bethlehem, the child was born and he says, feed on me. For taste me and see that I am good. Hallelujah. Oh, I don't know how many of you are bitter. How many of you are upset about 2020? But I invite you to feed on Jesus and taste him and see. For he is so good. He's the gift of God. Christmas is about Jesus Christ. The gift that is sent from heaven. Hallelujah. Why was the grace not in vain? Because Jesus came to remove our past and make us brand new. This new year is going to be something new. Hallelujah. My man of God, Pastor Rajesh said, Hallelujah, this new year, God is actually going to do something new. 2021, certain new businesses, certain new ministries, certain new anointings. Come on, hallelujah. Something new, strategic, some new relationships. Be brought in the inside of you in the name of the Lord. Be brought in your life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Number two, why was the grace of God not in vain? Hallelujah. Look at two people and say, it was not in vain. It was not in vain. There was a reason why Paul said that. Number two is, it's because of this grace, not only our sins are forgiven, but there is purpose for living. Look at somebody and says, purpose for living. Look at Luke chapter 1 and the 71st verse. Please read it. Luke chapter 1 and the 71st verse. Salvation from our enemies and from the hands of those who hate us. Salvation from the enemies and from the, and hand, from the hand of all who hate us. It is when, you know, it is a Christmas song that Zacharias, the prophet, the priest, the father of John the Baptist said, that we should be saved. Not only be saved, we are saved from our enemies. Why? Because there is a purpose in your life. There is a purpose. It is when somebody has escaped the enemy radar. Have you seen the Kalapani movie? When somebody escapes, there is a bell that is rung. Hallelujah. 2,000 years ago, when Jesus died, there was a bell in hell. Hallelujah. Praise God. In 25 years back, when I got saved, there was a bell in hell. Tonight, there is a bell in the hell. The day that you are saved, there is a bell in the hell. Hallelujah. You know why? Because you have escaped the radar of the enemy. You have disappeared from the radar of the enemy. Hallelujah. Praise God. That is why we are called the prisoners of hope. We are no longer under the enemy's radar. We have appeared before God's radar. Hallelujah. On one side, the, there is a bell ringing in heaven. On the other side, there is a bell ringing in hell. Because somebody in earth has suddenly appeared before God's favor. God's radar. God's grace. God's unmerited favor. God's mercy. The angels are saying, we can see him. And the devil is saying, we can't see him. Oh. You have escaped the custody of your enemy and you have become a custodian to Christ. Come on, somebody. Bible says nobody can snatch you from the Father's hands. That's why the Bible says, when he appeared before Mary, angel said, the Lord is with you. Do not fear anymore. The Lord is with you. Because there is a name that you have given to you. His name is Jesus. The Lord is with you. Which means angels are with you. 
the Lord is with you, which means fear is not with you. Come on, somebody tonight. It's a purpose. Everybody says it's a purpose. You escape the enemy's radar, not only to be saved, but then there is a purpose. That is what when you see the response, when you see the response and the participation of Mary, the mother of Jesus, you will see that she understood something. Let's read the scripture. Luke chapter 1 and the 38th verse, it says, her response was, I am your servant. Please read. I am your, behold the handmaid of the Lord. Luke chapter 1 and the 38th verse. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy will. The angel departed from her. When you look into the life of Mary, she not only said, Save me from my sins. She said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Christmas is not about being saved from your past. Christmas is about knowing that you are the handmaid of the Lord. That God has chosen you for something greater than where you are tonight. You are the handmaid of the Lord. It is a greeting from heaven. It is a handmaid of the Lord. Hallelujah. When you read Matthew chapter 21, verse 1 to 4, I want to bring you to something, something beautiful. When they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples telling them, Go into the village ahead of you. At once you will find a donkey tied there with her foal. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them. And he said, and he will send them Amen. at once. Amen. When you look, read this passage of the scripture, the Lord has never said in the Bible elsewhere that he has a need. He has never said in the Bible he has a need. As a matter of fact, when you read Acts chapter 27, 24 to 25, you know, he said, I don't want any worship of human hands or any help from human hands. He's self-sufficient. He's no need of them, the Bible says. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, I don't need your shrines. I don't need your worship. Worship is, we, worship is our need, not God's need. We need to worship because we need to know that he is alive. We are telling him he is alive. We trusted him. It's our need. Psalms 50.10 says, I have a cattle on the thousand hills. I don't need any need. I don't have any need. I don't need man's help. Yet in this text, God is saying, I have a need. He didn't say, I want a white stallion. He didn't say, I want a horse with powerful muscles. He said, I want a donkey. In the critical moment of his life and his ministry, he said, I need a donkey to take the saving grace, to take the salvation, hallelujah, to the ends of the earth. Even tonight, God is not looking for a stallion. Hallelujah. He is looking for a donkey. Come on. Hallelujah. You might be the weakest of the weakest, but God is looking for you. Stallions were ignored and God chose a donkey. Who is a donkey? A burden bearer. He is so covered with the Lord. So many big bags are on his side that you cannot even see him. I mean, he is donkey. When you see him carry the loads and loads, you will see him almost touching the ground. You can see his face a little bit and a tail a little there because he's a burden bearer. How many of you know the church of Jesus Christ was not built by stallions. It was built by donkeys burden bearers. Come on somebody tonight. Hallelujah. It is built with people who will learn to bear the burdens of God. Hallelujah. It is not built by big people. It was built by burden bearers. Hallelujah. Great families are not built by show horses. It is built Hallelujah. By somebody who learned to carry a burden for their house. Somebody who learned to carry a burden for the house of God. Somebody who's learned to stand at the gap and to receive the burden and to pray. Hallelujah. In the watches of the night. Hallelujah. Somebody who had a burden to win the lost. Somebody who has burden to win the family. 
I always saw why God chose Mary and no one else. She was a burden bearer. I, I got this answer from this passage of the scripture that she was a burden bearer. She was not a show horse. She was not a stallion, but she was a burden bearer in her generation. Can you be a burden bearer in your generation? From this passage of scripture, we have lessons who, who God can choose and use this Christmas season. The greatest blessings are going to come from the greatest burden. Lockdown is a burden. Hallelujah. It's a word for your season. In your greatest burden in this hour, I feel the Lord is telling you, the greatest blessings are about to unfold. If you believe that, hallelujah, this Christmas season, because God has a purpose, God has a need over your life. The greatest blessings, if you have carried this burden, the greatest blessings are going to unfold. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ was the greatest blessing. The burden that the animal bore was the blessing he carried. Hallelujah. Donkey carried that burden, but that burden was the greatest blessing. Out of that came the greatest blessing. How many of you are burdened tonight? Hallelujah. As you are listening, blessing be unfold. Hallelujah. We are in this generation who only care about blessing blessing, blessing and blessing. We hate the, the burden, but look at that burden life. I'm calling you tonight to the burden life because the greatest blessing comes out of the heaviest burden that you're going to carry in life. When Jesus called Mary greetings that word carry the word joy highly favored that word carry the word joy says rejoice you're going to carry the greatest burden but that's going to be the greatest blessing that is going to come for the whole wide world she carried that burden for nine months after nine months so came out of the greatest blessing some of your lockdown was for nine months. After the end of nine months, a baby is about to be born. A blessing is about to come. If you believe it, lift your hands and thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. You cannot separate the blessing from the burden. If you get a burden, you get the blessing. The weight of Jesus on that animal was the burden. But the burden was the blessing God would use. The burden of Jesus is where the blessing comes from. It was a burden that the donkey was feeling. But it was the blessing that was walking into Jerusalem. Oh. Let me tell you tonight, some of you have been carrying a burden for the lockdown. But somewhere along the line, a shift will come. Everybody says, shift will come. Hallelujah, you started with carrying a burden. But you end up, oh, come on, oh, carrying the blessing of God. This lockdown will end the church of God carrying the blessing of God. It is a burden to carry Jesus in our lives. It's a burden to carry certain convictions. Or people will be hostile, hate you. But inside that comes from the blessing. In family, people will not like you. But that comes the greatest blessing. My dad, when he stepped out for the Lord, many people did not like his family. But the burden was there to save them. Almost 80% of the family members came to hear the gospel. Almost 80% of them got saved because from the burden comes from the blessing. If you don't have a burden for your family, there is no blessing. Come on. You know when uh, you know that blessing is going to come when there is a burden. Greater the burden, greater the blessing. 
Number two, blessing. By grace is not what? There is a purpose for living. There is a burden to catch. There is a burden to carry. You might not be qualified, but you don't need to be qualified to be used. You only need to carry a burden to be used. Hallelujah. I've never seen a pretty donkey. Hallelujah. Why does Napoleon always pose in a picture with a horse? Why does Alexander always riding on a horse? They have to show and project the picture of authority, power. Now here comes the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords on a donkey and he's saying on this Christmas season I don't want your talents I don't want your skills I don't want your personality what I want hallelujah is a donkey who I can walk who I can hallelujah oh a burden bearer not your good looks not your great snaps hallelujah not even my ability to preach nothing he can use anything and anybody who can come under a burden. <laughs> who can get up under a burden. If you don't have a burden tonight, ask the Lord. God can use you. God has a purpose tonight. Some of you are getting a burden tonight in this Christmas season. What you are feeling in your heart that coldness is leaving tonight. The greatest blessing comes from the greatest burden. Tonight we want everything easy. We are a Google generation. We are a microwave. Vacuum clay. What is that? Dyson. Robotic. Vacuum cleaner generation. Just sit there, everything the robot should do. Today, the pastors are the robots. Pastor needs to pray. Pastor needs to stand at the gap. Pastor needs to fast. But God wants you to invite you to carry this burden for Jesus. There's a blessing there. Hallelujah. Some of our lives have been you know, mm, we are pressing the wrong button and it's getting jammed. You have to put the right button tonight and say, Lord, I want to be used by God. You are putting the wrong button, wrong button. If my iPhone, if I put the wrong password many times, my phone will get jammed. Some of you have been pressing the wrong, hallelujah, password in 2020. You have been pressing the, of unbelief and of self-pity and of loneliness and, and, and of many things. But God is saying, one button, J-E-S-U-S. Hallelujah. Kaubara, Sandara, Rudhavara. Everything that is jammed in your life will become all right. Will come back to life. Some of your marriages are going to be restored this year in the name of the Lord. There's going to be miraculous life that is going to come into the marriages. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's the second reason. What's the third reason? Hallelujah. Why the grace of God was not in vain. Hallelujah. Because we have a home in heaven. Third reason why the grace was not in vain. He's preparing us for a home which is in heaven. That's why Mary immediately gave her attention when the angel greeted her. That's why Joseph gave his attention when angel greeted him. And that's why you need to give the attention tonight with these greetings that we are coming into your home. Because there is a home in heaven. There is a beautiful place on the other side. You might live for 120 years, but after that what? You might have all the money in the world. You might have influence in the world. Hallelujah. But after that, what? Hallelujah. Let me tell you, you might be the most successful person on earth. But what will you do after you die? What will you do? Let me tell you, it is not going to finish for a child of God. Anybody who has received Jesus Christ and the forgiveness of the sins, there is an afterlife. There is a life. Hallelujah. Beyond this life. 
There is a home in heaven. He has prepared mansions for you, the Bible says. Streets of gold. There's no more tears, the Bible says. There's no more curse, the Bible says. And the Bible says, soon and very soon, we're going to see the king. There's a home in heaven. This young girl gave her attention, her due diligence when she was greeted from above. Otherwise, she knew that she could block the entire heavenly system. If you don't respond well, if you don't participate when God calls you, you can block the entire heavenly system. Adam and Eve, by not giving their attention to God, God blocked the entire system of Eden. The system of Eden was a system. You know what a system means? A set of things working together as parts of a mechanism. God's Eden system was to bless people. There was unlimited supply. The Bible says three things. Multiply, increase, fruitful, and have dominion. Lord it over the earth. There's a system between God and man. But not only that, Eden system, when you read, the Bible says, had a covering. The Bible says, there was a covering, system of covering. Hallelujah. The rain did not come upon in Genesis 2, 6. The Bible says, like a mist, there was an atmosphere, a covering over the earth. There was a covering. It's a system that works together. There was a covering. Today, we can see Jesus Christ is our covering. He's the head over the church. The family, the husband is the covering. Parents are the covering over the children. The pastor is the covering over the church. God's work in the system. The blessing, it's a many things coming together. Cain walked away out of the system, became a vagabond and a fugitive. Jonah went away from the system. A whale caught him. 2020, I command every whale to leave your life in the name of the Lord. It is not a failure. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is saying it is not a failure. Look at somebody and say it's not a failure. Hallelujah. I am not a possession. Hallelujah. Of a whale that is coming from elsewhere. I am a possession of God. Come on somebody tonight. My family is not going to be caught by a wave, by a storm. Hallelujah. The system of God worked. When a man and a man would work together with God's word. Joseph and Mary worked together and Jesus came. Man and man has to work together, not man and dog. That's only a pet. In the system of God, you cannot say, oh, myself, my family, we are all one. No, no. Man and man has to work together. Wonderful our brothers and sisters dwell together in unity. People who have lives should work together. There's a system of cooperation. Everybody say cooperation. Flexibility, dependence, and then there is a system of honor and protection. There has to be perfect honor. The system broke and they started blaming each other. The system broke and a serpent came because there was honor towards God. Man fell because they dishonored God. Hallelujah. But tonight, Jesus Christ is our Redeemer, the Bible says. He redeemed us back to that system of heaven. He wants to give us that Eden back. If you respond to God, you are highly favored of the Lord today. Is hallelujah. Favors, the Bible says. Hallelujah. Oh, Rabathara said, limitless favors, the Bible says. All that you need is His attention. Is a God of heaven calling you. Anybody who knows Jesus, anybody who knows you're going to that Jesus. Respond to him. Response. Number three, why that grace was not vain? Because we can respond to God. Look at somebody and say, we can respond. See, Mary immediately said, here I am. Not like, had to call Mary, Mary. It says, Martha, Martha. They said, call twice. 
because she's very distracted. When she's with the church, she's like the church. In Christmas, she's a Christmas uh, girl. Otherwise, it's all worstmas. <laughs> worstmas. You ask your husband, how is your wife? Worstmas. It's a bad joke, isn't it? Praise God. What we need is UDC, I call unlimited attention, unlimited, detailed, careful focus. UDC focus. Everybody is a UDC focus. Unlimited, detailed, careful focus. When God released on Mary, Mary brought her entire being and stood where the word was thrown. Come on. She didn't say this. She stood before the word. That's what? Unlimited. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And somebody is there to catch it. Unlimited. Detailed. Careful. You need to have a UDC focus. Entire being was brought there. And suddenly the body received supernatural power. Come on somebody tonight. If you are a heavenly being. If your home is in heaven. God is going to make you a supernatural being. Walking over the waters. Casting the nets and getting a great catch. Come on. Hallelujah. You are not called and made for ordinary purpose. You are an extraordinary child of God. Proverbs 24.33 says, Little slumber, folding of hands and you'll get into poverty. Don't go into little. It says a little Christmas and then a little slumber. No. That's not what God wants. You'll get bankrupt. Bankrupt in life. The foolish virgin. When God called, came to call them, they were snoring and sleeping. God did refuse to call them. Because they know God knew that they won't get up. Don't be foolish. Get up. In Acts chapter 5, there was a man called Ananias and Sapphira. The word Ananias means grace, favor. They had an unlimited attention from God. Let me tell you, Christmas is about the heaven's attention over you. Unlimited attention. The God of heaven. But Sapphira means stone. On one side is God's favor. On the other side, you are sitting like a stone. Favor won't flow. They fell. They fell dead. Tonight, Christmas is not about when the favor is opening the arms, you sitting there like a stone. You said, here I am. Be unto me according to thy word. And suddenly, hallelujah, heaven will be opened and God said, this is my beloved son. Nothing about you will have death connected to it. That's what God is saying. Nothing about you, your life, your marriage, hallelujah, praise God, your children, hallelujah, praise God. Your travels will not have, 2021 will not have death connected to it in the name of Jesus. Oh, life and life, all its abundance be your portion in the name of the Lord. So what should we do? Three things. What I called, you need a favor 2-0. Favor 2-0. Jesus came to give you favor 2-0. Hallelujah. It's favor 2-0 means positively to describe Post positively to describe a new and an improved version of something or someone. Jesus in the New Testament, it's an improved version. Improved favor. Better covenant. Ah, come on. I wanted to title it Favor 2.0 Christmas. Amen. The Christmas is about not the Old Testament favors. When Jesus came, he came with an improved. Hmm. Old Testament was for few people. New Testament, the heaven is opened over everyone. Improved. Come on. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Everybody say, 2 Favor. Look at two people sitting at home and say, 2 Hallelujah. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Favor to all. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Two old. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. What does that mean? Favor two or means the first time you see favor in the Bible, it is speaking about restoration. Hallelujah. Favor, favor in the Bible connect with restoration. Everybody, restoration. Restoration of all things. Restoration. Death unto life. Hallelujah. Favor means restoration. When the Spirit of God moved first time, you will see in six days, the heaven was restored. The earth was restored. First time the Spirit of God moved. Jesus came to restore all things. Acts 3.21 says, through the birth of Jesus, favor for life has come. Favor for life has come. Hallelujah. You can read that. Acts chapter 3 and the 21st verse. Heaven must receive him until the time of the restoration of all things, which God spoke about through his holy prophets from the beginning. Amen. What was the holy prophets being speaking? The restoration of all things has to come. Jesus came. How do you walk? Hallelujah. What do you need this Christmas? You need restoration. Grace was not in vain, the Bible says. Why? Because Paul's life was restored. Lift your hands tonight and say, Lord, God wants to restore somebody tonight. God is stopping me to pray for a few people tonight. You have restored so many things in life. Especially, the Lord wants to release supernatural health over you tonight. Health over your body. 2020 was a year that the health was attacked. So God is saying, I'm going to restore health. I'm going to restore health. For every sickness that is challenging your life tonight, be healed in the name of Jesus tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for healing your people. Thank you for healing your people. Let a healing oil flow tonight. Let depression be free, free from depression in the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Free from depression. A veil, a veil uh, that is upon your mind is being broken tonight. You're always confused about things. God is removing that spirit of confusion tonight. Clarity is coming over your mind tonight in the name of the Lord. Mind-related issues, God is healing tonight. In the name of Jesus. What is favor to all? Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. By God's favor. Which means, when God has decided to use you, nobody can stop it. Hallelujah. God flips all. When God has decided to use you, choose you, nobody can stop it at that moment. Grace was not in pain. Why? Because when God chose Paul, in the Old Testament, when you see Moses, you see Moses releasing favor into people. Moses releasing favor. But everyone did not receive it. That's why many fell in the wilderness. Because they did not have convictions over it. They came out of Egypt, but they did not live in that favor. But Paul is saying the grace and favor not in vain. You know why? Because it's for favor 2-0. Favor 2-0 is not one Paul. I'm going to raise up many Pauls. Hallelujah. When you receive this favor, it is not going to be stopped and stagnated with you. Your wife favor, your children favor, your church favor. The same convictions. It's an impartation of conviction. Impartation of revelation. A time is coming. The church is not going to walk in the pastor's revelation. 
they are going to have their own revelation of God's favor to walk in it. Hallelujah. Whatever pastor received, they are also going to receive to walk in it. Favor duo. A generation with personal convictions, the Lord said, will not backslide. The Lord said, 2021 is going to keep you from backsliding, going back. Favor 2 Everybody say favor 2 Number three. What is favor 2 Everybody is valuable, but not everybody is important. Favor 2 is from valuability or valuableness to importance. Both are valuable. I have a watch and a mobile phone. Both are valuable. Watch is more costlier than the mobile phone. But mobile phone is important for me because it carries my talks. It carries my thoughts. It carries my vision. It carries my contacts. Hallelujah. I don't know my wife's number by heart. It carries my wife's number. It's, just, it's more valuable. It's valuable. Watch is valuable. It's costlier. But it only shows time. But my mobile phone is important. It has the birthdays. It has got our church groups. Barnabas and Paul were valuable. But Barnabas was not important as Paul was because God chose Paul to be used by God. Come on somebody tonight. God's calling was upon Paul. Barnabas fought for his cousin and left Paul. But you will not see Barnabas again being spoken in the Bible because Paul was one God chose. Favor 2 is when you know who God has chosen and staying with Him. Hallelujah. Tonight, there is a Paul in your life who God wants you to stay. God does not want you to go in your own ways. You might be valuable, but Paul is important. There is something God has seen in Paul that he has not seen anybody else. He knew if Paul breaks down, he will get up. If you put Paul in a lockdown, he will jump over it. But favor 20, 2 is ask the Lord to be a part of the important ones. You have to ask this Christmas, I don't want to be just valuable, but important. Number four, and I'll finish with this. The Bible says, In 2 Corinthians chapter 14, 2.14 says, No, before I come to that, are you getting this tonight? Hallelujah. Paul said, My grace was not in vain. Then he goes on to say, O death, where is your victory? O grave, where is your sting? Everybody say, Oh death, where is your victory? Oh grave, where is your sting? Till today, you ask the blessing. Where are you? We bound people looking for a blessing, calling the blessing. But the Lord has said, you're going to change that. Everybody says, change that. Favor 2-0, is blessing and the blessed asking the problem, where are you? Oh, come on somebody. Where are you? <laughs> come on. A generation going to ask, where are you problem? Where are you death? I can't see you anymore. You can't be say, where are you? I cannot, I cannot find you. Where are you marriage problems? And the last thing that we are going to ask, where are you? Oh, death. That will be the last enemy that will be defeated. Come on, somebody tonight. 
My pastor said, anything that doesn't lift you up is your enemy. It's not from God. This Christmas, anything that is not lifting you up, I cancel it over your life. You are not going to go after the blessing anymore. The bound looking after the blessing, but the blessed asking the problem. Where are you? Hallelujah. That's favor 2-0. How many of you want that favor 2-0? Improved version of favor. When this kind of favor comes, three things that will leave you insufficiency. You not say, not enough education, not enough money. It doesn't matter. In this Christmas season, you might not have money. You might not have enough education. But you have enough of God. You have enough of God. That's Emmanuel God. You have enough of God and that's enough. That's more than enough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and say, this is the Christmas message. I have enough of God. Number two, it will take your insecurity. I can't do these things. I can't be used. Will God ever look at me? Insecurity. Will I be ever liked? Insecurity will go. Security will come. Number three, insignificance will go. Because you are too important to God. Not only valuable, you're too important. Hallelujah. So what to do? And I finish with this. Tonight, what to do? What to do? Receive Jesus Christ as your Savior and receive His forgiveness. The Bible says you're justified by His blood, just as if you have never sinned. Receive that into your life. Lift your hands and say, receive it, Lord. Receive Christ. Number two, renew your faith. You might have received Christ, but your life is not reflecting the nature of Christ. Your lifestyle is not reflecting the nature of Christ. You're not doing right. You're doing everything wrong. Renew your faith with this grace and favor. Do the inventory of our lives. Where things have gone wrong? Where are the assets? Where are the liabilities? And renew a first consecration to God. Our hearts, our lives, all surrendered. And say, Lord, I want you to be close to me. Number three, release your fear. Bible says, perfect love cast out all fear. Something bad might have happened. But tonight, it's not your perfect love. It's God's perfect love. When it flows into your heart, it casts out. All fear rebukes. All fear, it flushes out. All fear. Amen. It cleans your heart out of fear to live a fearless life. These are all the messages of the Christmas. Look at the shepherds and say, don't fear. Perfect love. And number four, rebuild your relationships. He's the prince of peace and when he comes into you, you become a peacemaker. Hallelujah. Lose the bitterness, lose the hurts, and lose your anger. Be known for your peace. This Christmas will make you a peaceful person as you remember Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. No, I can live with knowing that everybody is not going to be at peace with me. I learned to live with that. Amen. You need to live with that. That everybody is not going to like you. Amen. Everybody is not going to call you for dinners. Everybody is not going to wish you happy birthday. But I can live with that. I can still cut a plum cake with them at least once a year and still be peaceful about it. Amen. Rebuild the relationship. Bible says, do your best to have peace. Amen. Do your best. I end with this old hymn. Holy child of Bethlehem, descend me, O I pray. Cast out my sin and enter in. Be born in me today. O come to us, abide in us, Lord Emmanuel. Hallelujah. A great salvation prayer for the Christmas season. A old hymn. Holy child of Bethlehem, 
descend me, oh, I pray. Cast out my sin and enter in. Be born in me today. Come to us. Abide in us, O oh Lord. Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. Hallelujah. May that be the song of your life for this Christmas season. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let this be the best Christmas season of your life. Favor 2 I declare it over you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Victory by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's close our eyes in prayer.